0: Hey, I guess what we're talking about today? I have no idea. Please tell me. A grief hangover.
1: Oh, uh, <sighs> I have experienced this so many times and it's kind of a bizarre feeling. So a grief hangover refers to the days after a big grief day. So like after a birthday, after a holiday or after just a day that was hard for whatever reason, it's like, you are a mess, but, like, in a hangover way, if that makes any sense. just had so many hangovers. <laughs> full disclosure, I guys. I don't even drink any alcohol at all, so I don't even know what a hangover really feels like. But that's my best terminology for it. It's like the after effects of whatever happened the yeah. day before.
0: I mean, full disclosure, too same situation for me, which I know might be shocking to people because I have blue hair (laughs) and everybody around here seems to think many things about it. Yes. So yeah, it's, it's like you have a moment or a day or a time and the acute grief, I guess, trigger has passed, but then you're just exhausted forever after it. Mm Mm-hmm
1: when have you experienced grief hangovers after what days, man,
0: let's see. Well, I know here's my most recent one. So whenever I enter into the fall season, my body remembers the trauma because I have a lot of dates, um, relating to Scott that start from like right now, which is his birthday week all the way through the end of the year. And so um, it, a couple weeks ago, I was starting to feel funny, and I kind of had some PTSD. And I did whatever my little rescue things are, and then I I had the hangover after it for like two days. Now I didn't take any medication. I did take some uh some like rescue anxiety medication, like maybe the first two ish years when I would have these um, after Scott died, but now I'm trying to not do that as much and try to use some tools. But it's interesting because you still have the feelings of exhaustion and just, it, for me, it's like my body is just like, okay, remember this trauma is in your cells and you're learning how to deal with it and work through it and go take a nap. And I just feel like I got hit by a truck, honestly. Yeah, I agree yeah.
1: with that. What about so- you? I've had a few times that I can remember that have just been really hard parenting days where (laughs) I've ended up, like, my door locked, just, like, sobbing behind my locked door while my kids, like, scream outside the door. And I'm just like, I can't do this. This is so hard. And I'm, you know, physically crying and really just having a griefy, ugly, like, snot running down the, you know your face and ugly crying. And um, those are hard, those moments. And I think I've had more ugly cries related to parenting than I have during big days. So I can think of a few times where I've had those ugly cries, those really hard, like this sucks so bad. And then the next day I wake up and I just feel like heavy and kind of I don't feel that like you said the word acute I don't feel that acute sadness or that acute acute distress but I just feel worn out I feel like I used my wad and I I got nothing left that's a shooting term Mel
0: Anita what you have boys in your house you should know better Okay. I have a question. We'll derail from 10 year old boy jokes. (laughs) Go ahead. So do you think a lot of the feelings are from recovering from sobbing? Yeah, I do. Can, Can you have a grief hangover
1: without crying? Yes, absolutely. Because I don't think it's, I mean, crying is physically exhausting. But I mean, I run and I bike and I swim and the next day I don't have a hangover, right? I'm fine. So it's not necessarily, I don't think it has to do with the physical exertion of crying. I think it's the emotional exertion. And we've talked in the past about those um, chemicals, like the hormones that are related to that fight or flight situation. And so when those have flooded you for like really strongly then you come you come crashing down from those and i think it's more related to that than it is to actual physical exhaustion from crying although like you have a good cry like that it's tiring oh totally so-
0: like you know when there's also this relaxation exercise you can do like when i don't know if it's relaxation or just like kind of a managing anxiety you mm-hmm. tense all your muscles oh yeah and then you release them and like parts of the grief hangover remind me of elements of that sort of, except for it was like, not on purpose. You're just like, I'm trying to get through this moment and I hate my life. (laughs) And now.
1: How long did it take you to figure out that you were having a grief hangover? Do you remember?
0: Man, I just feel like the first year at ORC2, I was just in such a blur that I felt like I was always in one every day, every day. But I think Anita, because. Remember you were always running and Mm -hmm. doing exercise after Jason died. I, I didn't have that because of my car accident. And so everything kind of just blurred together because I couldn't get out of bed. So I don't know, but, um, what about you? I think you might answer this better than me because you've been healthier than me.
1: (laughs) I don't, I don't know how long it took me. I just know that it took me a while and At one point in time, I was like, why is today such a weird, low, kind of almost no emotion Mm. as opposed to that really like heightened emotion? Why do I feel kind of like a zombie? Um, It took me a while to ask myself like what was going on and then to think, oh, yesterday was terrible. Hmm. I think that that's why I'm feeling this way today. So I did not clue into it immediately. I kind of feel like I'm a dumb griever sometimes (laughs) because it's taken me a long time. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm having grief right now. And I haven't even clued into that sometimes. So it took me a while. And then just like all of the things, as soon as I realized it, I was like, oh, that makes total sense. And like, give yourself a break and let yourself have a day where, and that, those are the days when I'm most likely to be like, no I'm just gonna like lay in my bed even mm-hmm. though I can't actually do that but sort of I'm gonna be lazier than I would normally
0: okay so what do you think your
1: longest grief hangover was I probably a couple days I'm gonna say like two two days where I just fell out of sorts but not in that heightened pain just more zombie like hmm That's my best guess. Mine was probably like two weeks.
0: Really? Also, okay. If you're taking benzos as a rescue anxiety drug, like it, it helps you to stay in that longer. Cause do they kind of recreate that feeling? It just makes you, yeah, your, your body's heavy. And like, I know that for me, it it affects even my vision. Like I don't notice certain things. So it's kind of weird. Yeah. It kind of kept me in that really like exhausted state but at the same
1: time it calmed down my brain enough
0: I don't know it's a hard one
1: yeah I always feel like a nap is in order Mm. after a grief hangover because you just need to have that downtime because it is it's physically exhausting even though it's not like you ran a marathon you're just exhausted from the emotional part of it this actually happened
0: to me yesterday i as we're talking about it i'm realizing that's what was happening so it was scott's birthday it was the day of the zoom hangs it was the day of a gig it was the day of my engagement anniversary it was september 11th and i woke up and i did, it was like all the things yeah and and i woke up and i felt heavy and uh and i went and did the day right but I, I just felt like all I want to do is sleep and I didn't have any tears or anything. I wasn't crying. So I think for me, if I'm not crying, then like you, I'm kind of a dumb griever where I'm like, (laughs) well, I should be fine. What's the deal? Like as long as I'm not crying, I'm fine. But I did notice that it kind of exhibited that way as a grief hangover, but it didn't really come from an emotional, uh, like a, a cognizant emotional event.
1: So it was more a subconscious grief hangover, even though you weren't consciously dealing with the grief. It's like your body knew that that's where you were at. Mm -hmm. And I did
0: feel it for a lot of the day yesterday until the night when I had my show, it was wild.
1: And then were you like, I'm here to play. I don't care about no grief. Yes. And then I felt like
0: manic because I just Mm -hmm. had so much fun playing, you know, thank you. Thank you, music for getting me out of my grief hangover. But yeah, it's hard. I wonder I wonder what some of our other widow friends have in terms of grief hangovers or if they notice patterns or if they come on randomly or if they have specific events that trigger them or if they have a routine that they find works for them or if it's random. What do you think?
1: I would be curious to know too. Here's a question for you though. Do you think that the grief hangover is something that needs to be addressed or fixed? Or is it just something to be aware of and to weather?
0: I think just know there's a reason for it. Learn how to sit with it and it will pass.
1: Yeah. I think it's a day just to be nice to yourself and realize what's going on and just do what you need to do and not beat yourself up about it. That's how I feel about it. I don't think there's really any intervention required. Oh, except for, hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Like that's what they tell you to do with a real hangover, right? I guess so.
0: Don't you (laughs) eat omelets or something? Everyone's laughing listening to this. like, you guys are so stupid. So yeah, I mean, and and a big common thread among any emotion that you are trying to avoid, the longer that you resist it, the more it will stay with you. So you might be surprised if you just learn how to sit with it and like allow it then it might not even be a whole day that your grief hangover stays with you it might be an hour or two or maybe like seven hours and then go away so you we get better at this hopefully as we go on um but I think awareness is number one and then not resisting it because resisting can lead to burnout and beating yourself up or shaming yourself all that stuff we don't need any more of that
1: you just hit on something though that is an interesting idea and that is That if you've been feeling that grief hangover and you're like, okay, I'm done with this, changing your activity, doing something different, doing something that you love can pop you out of that. Um, I've had that a lot. Like I'll go for a run and I'm like, okay, I'm good. I've reset myself. I feel like we can do this again. So like you played music and it helped you to kind of snap out of it. So loudly, I played (laughs) music
0: loudly, like myself. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, um uh, I think that it's interesting because aren't we always navigating that line of if I if I push through, is this going to actually help me pull out of something or is it going to send me back? Yeah. So, and you we don't know unless we try it. And so you just make your best guess and and you try it. And one thing that I've been trying to pay attention to more lately is I always want to sleep I always want to like not go out, I always want to not go to the store or not do the things, and so I have to be like okay. that's a part of my brain talking is that a part of my brain that I want to listen to right now, or do I want to make a decision to be like thanks brain for trying to keep me safe. I'm trying to break my cycles of not wanting to do anything. So I'm going to try a thing that's manageable and then break the cycle. So it can be done. I think that it's individual and personal for everybody that's going through it on what's what their own patterns are, what's gonna work or not. And and it's like a science experiment.
1: Yeah, and it's it's like not trying to chase it away like there's a difference. Like you're saying, there's like that line of, am I trying to chase it away? Or am I just trying to be like, okay, I would like to be somewhere else now. You know, I would like to change my thoughts. I'm here. I realize it. I'm okay with it, but I would like to, I would like to try something new. So you, so I will. Yes. So I'm going to try. So give it a go. But like we said, just awareness and, and being nice to yourself because grief hangovers, they're they're legit and they can, they can take it out of you.
0: Yeah.
1: Or eat some ice cream or eat a taco. or take a nap. Yes. All of the things at once, but don't yeah. eat tacos in your bed. Why? I eat them in my bed. Crumbs Mel. Anita, if you have crumbs
0: in your bed from tacos, you're doing it wrong. Are we talking hard shell or soft shell? You either. You should be able to. Yes, I'm shooting on you.
1: (laughs) This conversation has taken a strange turn. So everybody tell us about your grief hangover experiences. If you've clued into the fact that there's such a thing as a grief hangover and what they look like for you, tell us your experiences. We want to hear from you. Yep.
0: So comment below if you are watching this on Instagram or on YouTube, or if you're in our widow wives club, let us know what you think.
1: Thanks. I'm Anita. I'm Mel. We're two young widows, and we're always trying to figure out. Widow. We do.
0: This is my favorite thing to discuss with you. Tell me, what is it? One of my favorite things. I do enjoy tacos and cheese and dogs. This is about how you cannot pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars for a phone plan, especially when you're a widow, your person is dead. You might have kids. You might need another option and you just want your phone to work. You want unlimited texting and service, and you want it to be like 25 bucks a month.